Imagine that though, if you're out with a coffee with colleagues and you order a baby chino. And you're also wearing really tiny chinos. Baby chinos, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call the cracker people, we've got another joke. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. <laughs> William, 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 welcome to this week's show. William William, episode 33. Stephen, Stephen, Steve, welcome Steve and welcome Stephen as well to this episode. Hello and, of course, welcome. I don't often get to do the introduction, so I want to make the most of it when I do. So, Well, look, I think we would all love to say, well done, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. We have had some lovely messages and comments this yeah. week, so thank you to everyone who's been in touch I want to say hello to Bethany, a.k.a. Biffy. Biffy is an English teacher in the US and she sent us a wonderful message. Here is a bit of it. You make me laugh and I'm learning something and that's about as good as it gets these days. So thanks. We couldn't agree more, (laughs) Biffy. Thank you for your lovely message. Best of luck to you. (laughs) Weird (laughs) Lovely. Very nice, mate. Very nice. Sarah also uh, left us a really nice message. Uh, She said she just discovered our podcast. She's reading and annotating WAP on her own, which is a, a heroic task to do on your own. I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally recommend that. Nope. Um, so it's good that she's found the podcast. She thinks we're great. Uh, we're brilliant. We're really good people. We're really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Sarah, thank you so much for sending a comment. We love reading the comments. Um, please do send us a comment on Instagram at WAP and 7 podcast or as well, leave a review somewhere so that other people know that the podcast is good because that is what helps the podcast grow. So, so thank you. Please do recommend it to people. Really helps. Thank you. Okay then, Will, what happened last week? Tell me. Oh, it all went a little bit hobbledy hoy, didn't it? I love it? that word. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Andy Pandy, or now as he's known, angry pandy he's really got into to war mode he bloody loves it he's found his new calling uh the austrians got smashed up didn't they turns out yes and now the frenchies are on their way to war with everyone else oh and zirkov really told a, a poorly timed joke and he got what was coming to him a right telling off it was a big, big episode. The war really is coming now. I know we keep on saying that, but I really, <laughs> I really think we're about to. Look, the thing is, there's going to be so much war. We've got to enjoy this yep. moment. Once we're in the war, we'll be like, I really wish that there wasn't any war. So exactly. you know, enjoy it. There will be war, I'm sure. Oh, there will be war. Well, let's find out. Onwards. It's the reading. Are you reading? Are you, is it happening? You're reading right now. I'm reading IRL. Okay, while you're reading, I'm going to use this special time to make a small geographical apology to the nation of Germany. (laughs) Yes, your excellency. That we said Ulm was a river. It's actually a city in Germany. I'm sorry to Germans. I'm sorry to anyone listening in Ulm. I'm sorry to everyone, really. 
And look, I'm also sorry for what Steve has done. I mean, you didn't correct me, Will, but but I'll take this. I'll take this. Splendid. What a horse he will be. I'm dedicating this section to Ulm. Okay, it's a city in Germany, in Bavaria. 126,000 people there, all of them probably listeners. The hoofs cracked. Oh, it's got some brilliantly covered murals, some fortifications. Wibblingen Abbey. Ah, that sounds like a top quality (laughs) abbey. Oh, now this is more my sort of thing. The Museum of Bread Culture. Oh. Offers a permanent exhibition on the history of grain, baking, milling and bread culture. Now then, you devil's puppet. What's the underbelly of Ulm all about? Ulm crime. (laughs) Let us go ourselves. Okay, so some people from Ulm, they were jailed for smuggling cocaine hidden inside bananas. God, that banana would blow your head off. 50 million euros of banana cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Was it all in one banana? One giant banana? Anything to declare, mate? Uh, no, just this everyday banana. <laughs> Normal-sized banana. Nothing. Just me and this banana. No, no, don't open it, it, I'll ruin it. Yeah, It's a bit cloudy in here. Yeah, that's just dust from the banana. It's old. Ulm sounds like a lovely place. I think that banana thing, that was just a one-off. Otherwise, it sounds like a very nice little town. Don't touch me. And don't, don't speak anymore, Steve. <laughs> I've <laughs> okay. finished reading. Okay. You've, you've made me scared of bananas now. Don't be scared, mate. They're a friendly fruit. They're a friendly fruit and a healthy source of potassium. <laughs> That's right, mate. Too many. You don't want to get potassium poisoning. Also, don't eat any bananas from Ulm because you'll become a cocaine addict. Yeah, that's the one thing to watch out for in Ulm. <laughs> Steve, I've just read a bit of book two. We are with the Pavlograd Hussars. Ah. We are stationed two miles outside of Braunau in the German village of Salzneck. Okay, so maybe this is like closer to the front. Who knows? Well, I know, but we'll all find out. This is the squadron in which our good old friend Nicholas Rostov serves as a cadet. Nick is back. Welcome back, Nick. Uh, so Nick is one of the sons of uh, the saucy, saucy, saucy Count Rostov. I assume young Nick is also a little bit saucy himself. There must be a little bit of sauce that got him on his way out to the line. <laughs> sure, yes. yeah. Nick lives with the squadron commander, cavalry captain, Denisov. We're going to hear a lot about Denisov in this chapter. Even with the news, Steve, from last week of Max defeat, soldiery life is soldiering on. Oh, uh, not to quote Tolstoy good. there. That was, that was very much me. Very good work. They don't seem to care. They're just getting on with it. That's the job. Denisov, the captain, he's been out all night playing cards and the what? naughty boy has yet to return. What's wrong what's, with these people? They're at war. What is this? <laughs> it's absolutely wild. This whole chapter is just about people not taking the war seriously. What's he going, going off down to the casino and like the bookies or whatever and the disco? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in stark contrast to Nick, who has just returned from a foraging expedition. Berries and nuts. He's been foraging, of course, for hay. Of course. Oh, for the horses. And that makes sense. Because they're, yeah, yeah. they're a horse. Yeah. They're, you know, they're a cavalry horse 
team yeah and they need he explained perfectly mate yeah and horses bloody love hay right they love eating it they love sleeping in it they absolutely love it that's our equivalent of us sleeping in sandwiches i guess exactly that or if we ate beds it's like that (laughs) warning it's about to get very wholesome oh i like that yeah It all gets a bit Disney from here on in. Nick gets off his horse, who he appears to like very much. Nice horse. It's a good horse. He loves this horse. What's it got a name? Doesn't have a name, this horse, Steve. But I was just about to ask you your thoughts on horses and any horses you've been in love with. But yeah, feel free to name the horse. Tell us about what you think of horses. I'm a bit scared of horses. They're quite intimidating, (laughs) aren't they? But I've ridden one occasionally, you know, when you go to like the seaside or something as a kid. Hmm. Um, I'm going to name the horse Darren. The horse. Okay, that's a lovely name. Darren the horse. The horse is his last name. Yeah, Darren the horse. Yeah, so his full name, and if you were describing it, would be Darren the horse, the horse. (laughs) Sure, if you you weren't (laughs) sure from the name, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's good. He loves his horse, that was it. There's no much more information there. He just loves the horse. Then up pops a hussar. They're pals, and everyone is eager to help, and they also love the horse as well. Ah, Bondarenko, dear friend, said he to the hussar who rushed up headlong to the horse. Walk him up and down, my dear fellow. And they laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a great yeah. horse, Darren. <laughs> I'd love to walk Darren up and down. And then another hussar pops up. He's yeah. smiling as well. Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of getting the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, that the hussars are sort of like the seven dwarfs. Maybe more like 700, though. The 700 dwarfs. Nick watches fondly as Helpy and Smiley walk his horse <laughs> up and down. You've named them that, haven't you? <laughs> I, 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 I named them yeah. that, yeah. It does also mention that he tips well, so I think that's why they're being so nice to him. But look, Nick is a nice guy. Yeah. Splendid. What a horse he will be, he thought with a smile. And holding up his sabre, his spurs jingling, he ran up the steps to his porch. Ah! Oh, it's so nice, this. What I don't understand is that aren't they on the front in some random place? Why has this guy got a porch? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I think I think it's only you that keeps referring to where we are as the front line. I don't, <laughs> we're not on the front line at <laughs> all. Clearly not, no. We're, we're just in some quaint little German village and he's living in some nice little cottage and everyone's smiling and touching horses. It sounds absolutely wonderful. <laughs> it's like he's on his gap year. It's bloody lovely, this. Nick bumps into his landlord, uh, who kind of owns this cottage that he's staying in. Uh, Please imagine for this next exchange, lots of smiling and hat lifting and chuckling Mm -hmm. and even possibly some knee slapping. Instead of me reading out this exchange, I'd love us to do it. So I've prepared us a short little script. Oh, right. Oh, my God. This is new. So you just get that script up. Oh, perfect. It's all in German. (laughs) (laughs) you're you're nick's landlord and correct you're german and your name is the german okay Okay. i'm gonna play nick and the way i'd like this scene to play out steve it's Mm. just bloody wholesome and friendly and happy it's just a happy friendly german conversation of course all right mate you reckon you could do that oh no doubt and my german's impeccable as we know (laughs) fan fantastic after you my friend Schon good morgen! Schon good morgen! Schon fleißig! Hock, Ostreicher! Hock, Reisen! Kaiser Alexander! Hock! <laughs> Und Sie ganz Welt, Hock? 
Und wie weit du ganz willst. Ja. Ja. Apologies to the Germans out there. <laughs> uh, excellent. It was just a friendly, happy little German conversation. Though neither the German cleaning his cowshed nor Rostov back with his platoon from foraging for hay had any reason for rejoicing, they looked at each other with joyful delight and brotherly love, wagged their heads in token of their mutual affection and parted smiling. What's going on? This is so nice. This is the nicest anything has ever been in this book. You know, even when we were back at all the parties, people weren't this nice to each other. They were all backstabbing and everything. <laughs> right. What's going on? This They're is... on their way to war. Suddenly everyone's... It must be the Germans. The Germans are just lovely people. The Germans are just a lovely bunch. Nick's having such a great day. Um, so Nick goes into the cottage. And remember, he shares the cottage with Denisov. Inside the cottage is Lavrushka. Uh, Lavrushka is Denisov's orderly. So I think he just looks after Denisov. Okay. They have a little gossip over a coffee about how Denisov must have had a bad night playing cards. It, it, it really just, again, it really doesn't appear that anyone is taking this war seriously at all. They're having a coffee. I'm getting the impression that they have not got anything to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely lovely. But on that note, Denisov returns. He's a small man. Of course. With a red face. Y yes. Sparkling black eyes. Wow. And black tussled moustache and hair. I don't know. He sounds like a small, maybe he's quite a handsome small man. For some reason, I was picturing the Pringles man. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. But, but, but redder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like like a red. red a bit. Yeah. Like a paprika <laughs> Pringles man. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's, that's it. You've nailed it. It's mentioned later on, mate, but I know you'll be interested. Stubby little fingers. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> He doesn't go into the look of the hand of Denisov. Just the fingers. Just the fingers, and they're stubby little fingers, all right? Right. And he is in a foul mood. Oh, no. You'll notice something about the way Denisov speaks. <laughs> really? And I've been losing, brother. I lost yesterday like a damn fool. Such ill luck. Such ill luck. As soon as you left, it began and went on. Hello there, T. <laughs> so Denisov drops his R's. Is that actually in the book? It's in the book. Uh, I'm going to do it every time. Just an FYI going forward. That's how he speaks. Wava. Rostov obviously is pronounced Wostov. Wostov. <laughs> yeah. It transpires he's been losing at cards all night with a soldier known affectionately as the Rat. Wow. <laughs> you didn't say Denisov was at your house playing cards last night, mate? Oh, right. You're calling me a rat. <laughs> I get it. Just say it, mate. If you think, oh. I'm, a, if you think I'm like a oh. rat, just say it. I've called you a rat on the podcast loads of yeah, times, yeah, I think. Yeah, you have. You have. Well, there we go, guys. First bit of intel. Steve is the rat. Denisov is mad as hell. He lights a pipe, then decides instead to just smash it to pieces. Why is he so angry? He's ranting about the card game. He's lost cards, mate. He's oh. not a happy bunny. He doesn't care about the war. He's just lost a game of cards. I think they haven't got their priorities quite right, but sure. To quote Denisov, If at least we had some women here, but there's nothing for one to do but dwink. If we could only get to fighting soon. <laughs> Hello? Who's there? Right, so they do want to fight. They all want to fight. They're bored as hell, mate. There's nothing to do. They're just dwinking and dwinking and dwinking. <laughs> just, just all, all there is to do is dwink and dwink. 
<laughs> now, this is very much sitcom style. At the end of that quote, he says, who's there? Loads of people just knock on the door throughout this chapter and come in. It's the squadron quartermaster, said Lavrushka. Denisov's face puckered still more. Wretched. <laughs> Wretched. <laughs> Wretched. <laughs> it's the squadron quartermaster and Lieutenant Telianin. Before Denisov goes outside to meet them, he asks Nick to hide his purse. Purse, okay. Now, Steve, where would you hide a purse? Bearing in mind this is war and peace. So where are you going to hide it? Well, the only place that I know about in this chapter is the porch and the horse. So I'm going to say he sellotapes it to the underside of the horse. Oh, that would be such a good hiding place. (laughs) But let's go a bit deeper. Oh. Let's not forget in War and Peace, we've already had a superb hiding place that worked out well, right? Yeah, the Count's letter was um, hidden in his bedside table, wasn't it? I believe it was under his pillow. Ah, of course, under the pillow. No one will look there. Nobody will look. If you hide something under the pillow, it stays hidden forever. It's like a bank. (laughs) It's the (laughs) safest place to hide anything. So Nick hides Denisov's purse under the pillow. Right. Denisov goes outside to talk to the quartermaster. Mm Mm-hmm. And the lieutenant, who's called Lieutenant Telianin, enters the cottage. Okay. Now, Steve, you can tell a lot about a man from his hands. Oh, you can. And and Tolstoy definitely can. (laughs) Tolstoy absolutely can. What do you make of this? Nick shook his damp little hand. Oh, disgusting. Awful. And he never makes eye contact either. He's a classic little weasel. Oh, no. Little fish hands. (laughs) And Nick detests him. He can barely hide it. Not surprised. They have a very stilted conversation about Nick's horse. Uh, It turns out this guy, Telianin, sold it to him and the horse is a bit crap and it needs some work done on it. You know what I mean, Steve. You know loads about horses. Yeah, God, yeah. Get a new... um Get a new tail put on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, shine the ears. You've got to shine the ears. You've got to get the ears shiny and let, you've got to do a bit of a horse oil change. Yeah, yeah and, you know. Wet the nose, wet the horse's nose. Oh, mate, this horse's nose is a state. You're really going to want to wet that. Come on. <laughs> so they have this chat. Telianin agrees to help Nick sort the horse out. Nick leaves the cottage because he needs to get the hussars to go get his horse. And he leaves okay. Telianin in the cottage. Got it. So Nick is outside. Denisov is chatting with the quartermaster. Denisov points back to the cottage. He frowned and gave a shudder of disgust. Literally <laughs> everyone hates this guy, Telianin. They're just repulsed by him constantly. Ugh, I don't like that fellow. <laughs> Nick shouts to get his horse and then he goes back inside. Telianin was sitting in the same indolent pose in which Rostov had left him rubbing his small white hands oh no <laughs> he's done he's up he's up to something I, this horrible little worm but that purse is so well hidden though <laughs> <laughs> i said you may have figured something out steve that purse is well hidden though so i'm not worried about the purse actually because it's okay, very good. well very well hidden so why are you worried about the purse it's hidden could you rob a purse from fort knox i ask it's it's hidden could you The two lads leave, so uh, Nick and Denisov leave to go fix the horse up. 
When Nick comes back a little later on to the cottage, there's a lovely lunch on the table. Uh, I'd love to compare it to, to your lunch, Steve. Yeah. Uh, what will you be having for lunch, do you think, today? Uh, I might have a bowl of soup. Chicken soup, perhaps. Oh, lovely. Yeah, a little bit of bread on the side as well. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Lovely. Well, Nick has for lunch a bottle of vodka and a sausage. <laughs> <Good>. Lovely. <laughs> wow. Wow. Actually, you know what? I might have that, actually. <laughs> yeah, go on. Yeah. I might have that as well. That's a tough lunch, isn't it? That's a brutal lunch. I'm going to have a chicken soup, a bottle of vodka and a sausage for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denisov is in the corner writing a letter to a lady. It's quote book time. Oh. Oh, God, this is tough reading this. You see, my friend, he said, <laughs> we sleep when we don't love. We are children of the dust. But one falls in love and one is a god. One is pure as of the first day of creation. <laughs> Who's that now? Send him to the devil, I'm busy. There's another bloody knock at the door. Who is it? It's the quartermaster. And he's come back to collect some money from Denisov. Okay. <laughs> are the cogs, okay, are the cogs okay. working, Steve? Well, <laughs> you know, that won't be a problem because he'll just get it out from the high security pillow that he's got. We know where the purse is. It's under the pillow. It's in the pillow safe. This will be sorted in a few seconds. Shouldn't be a problem. This is a nice point. We all know that Nick is absolutely minted, right? The Rostovs are so, so well off. Uh, he's also very kind, Nick. And before we get into where the purse may or may not be, he offers to just pay the money for Denisov. That's nice. Uh, Denisov says, I don't like borrowing from my own fellows. <laughs> so he declines the offer. Fair enough. But it's fine because he's got money in his purse. Where have you put it, Wastov? Where's the purse, Wastov? <laughs> what, what? Come on, Steve. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Help us out. Explain what's going on. Look, somehow, yeah. somehow I don't understand. It's like Ocean's Eleven. I don't understand how someone has found the purse, but I think that that purse <laughs> might might not be there anymore when, when they looked at it. And honestly, I don't understand how it could have happened. Yeah. Wastov, you've not been playing schoolboy Twix, have you? <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, Steve. The purse is gone. Oh my God. If the purse isn't found, I'll flog you. I'll <laughs> flog you all. Is he in a position to flog everyone? <laughs> I don't know, mate. He outranks everyone. Okay, so maybe he is. So bearing in mind, in the room right now, we've got uh, Nick, we've got Denisov, and we've got Denisov's orderly. So who gets blamed first? Uh, oh, obviously the lowest ranking person probably, probably did it. Um, if my... If my unconscious bias says anything, it's the it's the orderly. I'm blaming the orderly. Option one. Yeah, he gets blamed straight away. You are mad, I tell you. I won't allow it. The purse is here. I'll flay this scoundrel Whoa. alive and it oh will God. be found. How much cash was in this little purse? <laughs> oh, mate, quite a bit. Denisov essentially grabs the orderly about to beat him to death. And then Nick interjects and basically calms everyone down yeah. and says, listen, stop, stop, stop. Q Jonathan Creek moment. Now, Steve, can you explain what I mean by that to our friends across the pond? Uh, well, Jonathan Creek is like a detective show, very British. It's like an offbeat detective show we have here with a detective who lives in an old windmill. Um, okay, yes, yeah, you, you've actually explained it way more than I had anticipated. It's not a kids' show, but he lives in a windmill and he detects stuff with his um, with his mate. <laughs> Anyway, God, look, it sounds rubbish when you explain it like that. <laughs> he, he, he's good at detecting stuff, but he's oh, he's also a magician. 
Thanks for that, mate. You went way further than I thought you would. Uh, the thing that happens in every episode of Jonathan Creek, and I'm assuming other detective shows, is when someone solved the crime, the camera just zooms into their face and the audience uh, aren't told the solution. Right, right, right. But you know they know. They figured it out. So the bit about him living in a windmill and being a magician wasn't actually what you wanted me to talk to. I get it. I get it. Look, the windmill magician stuff wasn't necessarily required, but it. it was a good load of detail. Un- understood. Nick has just had his Jonathan Creek moment. He jumps on his horse and he dashes off. Steve, you've probably already solved this yeah. uh, mystery. Uh, yeah. Do you want to let us in on your thoughts? He's, he's off on his horse to follow the trail of damp liquid on the ground and find <laughs> Fish Hand Man, um, yeah. whatever his name Tellian is. Tellian in. He's made the purse all wet in his horrible little hands. Well, look, that's what you think, Steve. You could be wrong. Scene change. We're outside an inn. Oh. There's a horse outside, Steve. That horse seems familiar. Whose horse is it? Fishhand man. Fishhand man's horse. Nick enters the inn. Tallianin is having some lunch. Ooh. What's he eating, Steve? It's a hearty lunch, this one. Bloody gold, probably. Gold chickens and gold potatoes with all that money he stole. <laughs> gold carrots. Gold. He's, <laughs> he's eating gold. He's just having a light lunch, sausages and a bottle of wine. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Delicious. When Tellianin had finished his lunch, he took out of his pocket a double purse and drawing its rings aside with his small, white, turned up fingers, Ugh. drew out a gold imperial and lifting his eyebrow, gave it to the waiter. <laughs> this man couldn't appear more guilty he's a classic villain this man nick mentions the purse telling in yes it's a nice purse yes yes (laughs) are you going to have lunch too oh what this it's a nice purse yes it's an innocent purse this is my my double purse anyway (laughs) anyway well i'm off then (laughs) well bye nicholas oh yes okay. okay off i go let me have it Nick knows he's right now. He also feels an overwhelming sense of pity, but the job he set out to do must be completed. Mm. Tellianin is quivering. His eyes are doing bloody 360s in his head. He starts sobbing. Oh my gosh. Count, don't ruin a young fellow. Here is the wretched money, take it. He threw it on the table. I have an old father and mother. (laughs) (laughs) There's no excuse for crime. Nick takes the money gets to the door and stops. He turns back. Oh, God, he said with tears in his eyes. How could you do it? Oh, despicable. If you need it, take the money. And he threw the purse to him and ran out of the inn. And that's that. Wow. Um, You know what? I was sort of hoping that we'd all be proved wrong in our our assumptions. (laughs) You called it early on, didn't you, mate? Yeah, I really hoped that Fishhand Man wasn't going to be responsible, but it turns out Fishhand Man is responsible all along. What a lovely little chapter. Nobody cares about the war. That was just a little classic caper. Felt like a little short story, that. Yeah, almost a moralistic lesson in don't don't steal things, look after your horse. Always look after your horse, don't steal. <laughs> <laughs> don't steal and always look after your horse, if you can. If you can, of course. Yeah, if you can, if you can't, don't worry. Don't worry about it. It's the summary summary. Steve. Right. There we go. How do you feel? Are you ready? <sighs> I think I'm ready. Yeah, I just need to get a title cooking. 
All right, Steve, you ready? You've got that look in your eye that says to me, Will, I'm ready. Will, start the timer. That's what my eyes are saying. Wowzers. Here we go. In three, two, one. The fable of Fishwend. Nicholas is there. He's got loads of money. He's got a nice horse. Darren's the horse's name. They're having a lovely time. Somebody's stolen the purse. Who did it? Fishhand Man did it. Why did he do beep, it? We don't beep, know. Beep, Fish beep, hand man. Beep, Why? Beep. Fish Hand Man did it. Steve, please refresh my mind. What was the title? The title was The Fable of Fish Fwend. The Fable of Fish Fwend. That was wonderful. It's like you tried to rewrite the entire chapter there, going over your 10 <laughs> seconds, but a lovely summary nonetheless. Well done. Uh, look, if you speak fluent German, or even if you don't speak German, but just fancy a guess what Steve and I were saying earlier on, let us know. We'd love to know what we were saying. I'd love to hear that translated. I'd love to hear that correctly pronounced as well. That would be great. That would be absolutely wonderful. Please do feel free to correct us on any pronunciation things, be it in Russian, uh, French, German, or indeed English. Please do let us know. What a lovely chapter, Steve. No one's taking the war seriously. (laughs) They're just playing cards and having some comedy capers. Really, I feel they should be using the time to train, perhaps practice using their weapons or something like that. You're reviewing tactics. And also having very, very low quality lunches. All that vodka and sausage is not going to sit well. This is not the diet of a pro athlete, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And on that pearl of wisdom. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of War and Peace in just seven years. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, like we said at the start, please do get in touch. We will read your message. We might read it out. We'll definitely reply to you. So, yeah, please do get in touch. It's lovely to know that you're out there and what you're doing uh, and what you think of the podcast and what's going on. This is about the community and and we want you, you to be in the community. That was going well, mate, until the end when it got a little bit creepy. But look, it's not a cult. Sorry, it's not a cult. I'll just be clear. Thank you in advance to our new cult. (laughs) And here... Oh, the silly bits. Having said that, Steve, it absolutely should be a cult. That's a good idea. If anyone out there wants to start the cult, be a high yeah. cult person, we'll get you a special hat. Oh, we'll get you a hat. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, God, we'll get you a hat. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. get you two. And they've got a memorial to Albert Einstein. So there we go. Is the memorial made out of bread? It doesn't say it's not made out of bread. This is the Bread Einstein. It's just between the present-day newspaper officers and the bank. All hail WAP. WAP in seven! (laughs) All hail WAP! WAP in seven! WAP in seven! (laughs) WAP in seven! I was in Orm last weekend. I had a banana. I didn't sleep for a month. (laughs) 